Well, the road trip is over for the Milwaukee Brewers. 11 games away from home, and they did have an above 500 record. Six and five. It was just a little. So, Rowdy, we did say that we would take a six and five road trip, and it would be nice. But I have to say, our guy Zobin called in yesterday and said, "What if they lose to the Cubs, uh, split the series at two apiece?" I will say it was a little disappointing not to beat the Cubs. Well, a sweep the Cubs, or b beat the Cubs three out of one, uh, three, and then c a disappointing Rowdy to split the series with the Cubs. Especially last night was very winnable. Morning, Every single game was winnable in Good that morning, series. I mean, it was it was a four game series in three days. Brewers go in, take the first two on obviously Memorial Day, and then had opportunities to win games three and games four, and they basically found ways to lose. Yeah, um, I want to talk a little positives though uh, to start the show. Something we were kind of doing yesterday. It was the debut, the major league debut. For one starting pitcher for the Milwaukee Brewers, Jason Alexander. No shrinkage for him last night, Rowdy. Kind of a big set out there on the mound. You couldn't say he was in the pool. That's why it was a little shrinkage. No, no. After uh, settling down after the first inning, he went seven innings, allowed three runs, two earned, and struck out three. Craig Council, loving it so much. Love the Alexander. Love the Alexander. Said he's probably getting another start under his belt. What'd you think of what'd you think of our guy Jason Alexander? Well, first off, I agree with Craig Council. I think obviously he did after that performance earn another opportunity to start, especially when you look around and go, Well, Brandon Woodruff has a high ankle sprain. They're saying fifteen days, but I'll believe that when I see it. Especially right. with a high ankle sprain. We know Freddie Peralta is missing significant time, so I'm going to guess that's multiple months. Mm. I'd say, yeah, after that type of performance where you went seven innings, gave up just three runs, only two of them earned, I'd say you probably did. But first off, man, I was happily surprised to see Jason Alexander (laughs) throw that well. I would have taken just five innings, even if it would have been just five blah innings. Just to eat up, just to eat up the innings because you were at a the end of a long, long road trip where it was three cities, eleven games in ten days, and obviously we've been talking about how the starting rotation is missing two big guns. We really haven't talked about how the bullpen is missing multiple arms, and Josh Hader had been away for a week, which we'll that just all. added on we'll to to, uh, to more stress for the bullpen. But yeah, much needed. Eight up innings, gave the Brewers a, a shot at winning the game, and believe it or not, he looked Jason good. Alexander looked pretty good. There was one he point pretty good. in the first three innings where he had eight ground balls and a strikeout. He looked good. Well, okay, so Jason Alexander went seven innings, like I just said, 29 years old. The guy, listen, he looked good. Alexander said that it, here's, I love this. Alexander said he felt like he had been through a, quote, 30-hour day but then settled down after struggling through the first. A thir- Imagine your first inning, and it feels like a 30-hour day. But then he settled down. He said, oh, Rowdy, we were talking about the pitcher. Um, who was the pitcher hyperventilating on the mound a couple days ago again? Um, Ethan Small. Yeah, Ethan Small. Ethan Small was like, <sighs> there must be some kind of problem, or maybe they don't have their inhalers if they got asthma or something. But Jason Alexander, yes, the Brewers pitcher, said, I tried... 
I tried to take some small breaths and slow myself down. It's hard to do when you're out there on the mound, but coming into the dugout after the first inning, I was able to calm myself and then felt fine after the second inning and beyond. What is with the hyperventilating out here on the mound? Ethan Smalls with it, and now Jason Alexander. Smalls couldn't catch his breath. Jason Alexander was able to. As I mean, there's so many George Costanza jokes that you could put in here. I just There's so many to choose from. But listen, another start coming from Jason Alexander. Therefore, the Seinfeld references do not stop yet, Rowdy. I like it. So who's on the Brewers starting pitching rotation now? Obviously, Corbin Burns. Adrian Hauser, Adrian Hauser, Eric Lauer. Don't forget Aaron Ashby and Jason Alexander. Jason Alexander. (laughs) Kind of a far cry a little bit. Well, is it from a Brandon Woodruff and a Freddie Peralta in there? Can the Brewers sustain Rowdy with the starting pitching rotation with uh, now another guy thrown in the mix from the cast of Seinfeld? Can the Brewers sustain? Let's start with Jason Alexander. He probably got what one more start before we get Woody back. Uh, it depends. Who knows how bad that ankle actually is. If, if they're really diagnosing it as a high ankle sprain, those things can stick around and linger for a while. Yeah. You have I to d- let it linger. I don't know if I believe, I don't know if I believe that he'll, he would only miss two, three starts, AKA the 15 days. Yeah. I'm curious to see what happens there. All right. So, um, Jason Alexander council said he earned another start. So I'll, I'll take him at his word right there. Aaron Ashby is a guy that was like the sixth man in that rotation. And now he's getting a little more play. I like Ashby. He looked good last time out. Right. Like, yeah, Aaron, Aaron Ashby was the sixth man in the rotation. And obviously if the brewers weren't as deep as they are, I mean, we were talking about articles at the beginning of the year saying how they were not only a top five rotation in baseball, they were probably number two behind the Mets, if you remember those articles. Yep. Oh, yeah, I remember. Clearly, if he was on a different staff that wasn't the New York Mets or the Milwaukee Brewers, he's probably in the top five. Yep. And then up next, um, do well, we talk Not Ethan probably. Small? He is. Yeah. Do we, Ethan Small. What's the verdict on Ethan Small, Rody? I bet you'll see him again this year. But again, I, I did say that I, I think personally, if David Stearns and the Milwaukee Brewers had it their way, Ethan Small would have been in the minor leagues for one more season just for more seasoning. But when you're when you're forced to uh, try and find a fifth starter because you lost two of them, <laughs> maybe you'll see Ethan Small again if they continue to have injuries at the uh, starting rotation. Yep, so Jason Alexander, we talked about Ethan Small, we talked about Aaron Ashby, talked about, and then I don't think we really need to talk about the other guys. That we can got. we, can we, one second, can we talk yeah. about uh, Barker? Yeah, okay, so so we thought, we thought it would be, um, we thought it would Trevor be, Kelly. Trevor Kelly was going to be getting his, his walking papers did not happen. Amazed. Uh, I was actually wow. amazed because we mentioned four different players. Three of them were pitchers, one a position player that were currently on the 40 man because they technically had to make a move because Jason Alexander wasn't on the 40 man roster. Jeez, well, we basically eliminated uh, two of them just because they weren't already on the active roster. So therefore they would have had to have made multiple moves to the roster to get Jason Alexander. So we eliminated it to, Hey, it's gotta be either Trevor, uh, Trevor Kelly, or it's gotta be Luke Barker. Well, then we said, it's gotta be Trevor Kelly. Look how terrible Trevor Kelly just pitched last night. He absolutely bombed, did not record an out. Or you had Luke Barker who had been, selected man two three days ago had not pitched yet and was just chilling in the dugout and you thought they'd use him probably would have been used nope 
they selected Luke Barker. Imagine a guy <laughs> in Luke Barker. Thank you for your service, yeah, Luke Barker. You, you got selected by the Milwaukee Brewers like three-ish days ago, and you're sitting there. <laughs> you're sitting there going, "Okay, I'll probably get the pitch." We got all these yeah, pitching like, injuries. Right, I'm ready, baby. Let's go. Give me the uniform. Let's go. This is a guy that would have been making his major league debut. Uh, imagine you're like, okay, we have injuries to the bullpen. We have injuries to the starters. We're playing all these day or games in all these days. I've been selected. I'm going to pitch. I'm going it's to my make, time. Yeah. This is me. I'm, I'm going to make my major league debut. And then Rowdy, you don't pitch the first day or two. Ah. And then all of a sudden it's looking like, Hey, I'm in line to pitch at least tomorrow. It looks like this will be a bullpen day. Like, call no the matter, family up. Let's yeah, go. No matter who gets called. Oh wait, I'm getting a call here. I'm being demoted back down. <laughs> And they're calling up Jason Alexander to take my roster spot. Like Jason Alexander, the guy from Seinfeld. What? Uh, I would Could you Luke imagine Barker. sitting in the dugout for a game or two, being like, "Yep, I'm ready to pitch." I'm ready. It's this I'm is ready. adding up for me. I'm ready, Skip. Major League debut at Wrigley Field. I'm only ready, to Skip. Be Put demoted. Me in. Literally the day you probably thought you were going to pitch. Imagine, imagine the poor guy. Imagine him calling his parents and be like, "Hey, ma. Hey, dad." They just burned through like 12 relief pitchers. It's got to be my time. I got you tickets. Come down to Wrigley. It's going to be great. And then a little later, the phone rings again in the parents' house. Hey, hey, Dad. Uh, I'm going back to Nashville. Yeah, I got you. I'm going to Nashville. Sorry. <laughs> like I thought this was my time. No, the Brewers what, transferred Jake Cousins to the 60-day IL. Yeah, that was the alternate move that they had to make so that they didn't have to make a second move, which it makes sense because... Bert or um, Cousins has been down for man yeah, since a while. The, the what the first couple weeks of the season. Yeah, made sense just to transfer him to the sixty, especially if he's not ready in the next couple of weeks. Jake Cousins, by the way, the cousin to Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins. Say that three times fast. Jake Cousins, Kirk Cousins, cousin. That's. I think I could do that actually. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> I'm just I'm just looking at Barker who spent two days poor, in, poor two guy. days on the bench in the big leagues. Oh, I, I would love like, do you get paid more money then when you get called up to the major league roster? I'm not exactly sure how that works. Yeah, because I, I would love to know like if you get called up to the big leagues and you're there for a blink of an eye, do do you get m- more compensated because you're in the majors as opposed to Nashville? Sounds like. Ooh, and for Barker too, also a thirty-year-old pitcher that has never debuted in Major League Baseball. He oh, was probably, poor guy! He was probably chomping at the bit. That's knowing, a bummer. Knowing the Brewers' past history. Oh, that's a bummer for that guy. He probably was all stoked up. Probably called the folks, ready to go to Wrigley. I bet just I could. I almost would guarantee his parents were there in attendance. Just <laughs> look. Well, I guess our son's not playing. I'll still check out Wrigley. All right, Rowdy. So I feel bad for that guy. Kind of. All right, Rowdy, but I wanted to play this. We actually have um, uh, Corey and Marshall, uh, one of our honorary research department members, sent me actual audio of Jason Alexander. I'm going to get to it momentarily. First, I want to hear from Craig Council on Jason Alexander. Not George Costanza, but Jason Alexander. Council talks about after the first inning, you got locked in. You know, I mean, I think the first inning, it was just a little bit trying to be too fine not trusting how good his stuff is and then once he got some feedback that hey this is stuff's gonna work here in the strike zone and just go on the attack and then you know to to deliver seven innings on a night where we really needed it you know regardless you know the game didn't end the way we wanted but it helped a bunch of guys out 
Um, one more from Council saying Alexander pitched as well as anyone had. Oh, it was a great job. I mean, he pitched really, really well. He pitched, you know, as good as as good as we've had this year, I think, past the first inning. Now, Rowdy, I saw a stat. It comes from the Milwaukee Brewers Twitter account. I'll have to get it really quick. But the stat was on one Jason Alexander, and it said uh, they love playing the Seinfeld, you know, card here, as do I. Yada, yada, yada. First Brewers pitcher since 2017 to record a quality start in his debut. Yada, yeah, do you know who that pitcher was? Ooh. Who? I remember it clear as day. It was a Thursday in 2017. It was Brandon Woodruff against, I believe, the t- Tampa Bay Rays. Woody. It- no kidding. Yep. Now, Jason Alexander. Yada, yada, yada. First one since 2017. Well, yeah, yada, yada, yada over the best part. One more from Council. Will he get another start? You know, we'll see. I mean, we're, I think we're, you know, I mean, there, there's going to be another start in there for sure. Um, and then we'll kind of see what's going on. And when Jason Alexander was asked about his next start. All right. Want to get nuts? Come on. Let's get nuts. That's live. Corey from Marshall sent me that live from, um, Wrigley last night. The only reason why I remember that it was Brandon Woodruff is because I liked Brandon Woodruff. (laughs) And that was when I had just started working here. And it was when I came on and said, Hater needs to stay in the bullpen. He's definitely a a late inning reliever. And Brandon Woodruff will be a better starting pitcher than Josh Hader. So I wanted to watch his debut because it was like anticipating it. And it was a Thursday because I always golf on Thursdays. And I made sure that we went into clubhouse so I could catch the game. Oh, hey, speaking of golf, can we can we start? Can we start like? Dipping the toe, like teasing some people on some stuff? Yeah, we can start talking about it. It's okay. Not all the details are okay. official. Well, I just, but I, I, that's why I The asked. date is official. The location is official. Don't give anything away yet, but yes, we have a big a golf announcement for over the Sign-ups are not open. Yep. Some X's and O's are still being you know formulated. We got to cross our T's, dot our I's, and lowercase J's. But we do have an announcement. Let's go to the phones quick. Good morning. Who's this? Line one. This is Sarah Pasco. Well, thank you, sir. One second. Let me just toss you on hold. We still uh, cut this Brewers chatter here. All right, then, Rowdy, oh, six, and, <laughs> six and five on the 11-game road trip. Thumbs up? I mean, they could have, they could have, yes, yeah, I know see, they could have beat the, the Cubs, but. Hindsight 2020, when we went back and, and talked about this leading up to the San Diego Padres series last week, uh, it was kind of like the you know what, if they go 500 on this road trip, five and six, six and five, you'll take it, especially with the injuries. Mm -hmm. But then when you go back and you're sitting there at six and three and you have two opportunities to beat the Cubs, man, Man. it's a little frustrating to go six and five when you literally were that close to going eight and three, man, that's all right. Hey, we said we'd take it as this road trip was uh, progressing. So we're, we're men of our words. Now they come home. No rest for the wicked, Rowdy. The San Diego Padres coming on into American Family Field. Yeah, what is that, a four-game set? Got another four-game? Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then the Brewers finally get a day off to catch their breath. <laughs> what a what a stretch here that they've been on. When is the last time they had an off day? It feels like it's been. Well, they get two in a row uh, once they get past this weekend series, both on Mondays. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. I said a boom, boom, boom. Uh, their say, last Wayo. day off would have been May 19th. Man, 
So they would have played from May 20th till June 5th. That's a little. That's a that's a pretty long stretch there, and you throw in that doubleheader as well on sixteen uh, straight games. Damn. But yes, right. then they get Monday off, the following Monday off, and then the twenty seventh off. All right. We got ourselves some baseball. Ton of days off in July, especially with the uh, All Star break. Living, loving. He's just a Reichel. Rob Reichel in the house, Robbie. Good morning, boys, and, and for what it's worth, I'm going to take you over. Anytime George DeSantis is involved in anything, you, 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 you've got to soak it in. But, Robbie, <laughs> aren't you just waiting for the disappointment? Well, that is I mean, true. that is George's life, <laughs> you know. So, so so maybe I should do the opposite then, right, and, and, and follow the full DeSantis plan and just do the opposite to have some success? I, 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 I don't know. It's uh, well, it, it, it was fun to see him pitch. It's not fun to watch the Brewers try to scratch runs across the plate, but it was fun to watch Alexander pitch. <laughs> Rob, Rob, more, okay, what, which which is more likely to happen? Another good start from George Costanza, i.e. Jason Alexander, or Low Kane gets a hit? Oh, come on. Uh, it, it's going it, to, you know, it, it's going to be weeks before we see Low Kane probably touch the ball again. Right? I mean, it's, 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 it's like that kid on the Little League team these days that, that swings when the, when the ball's already in the catcher's glove. That's that's what it's like watching Locaine these days, guys. Yeah, I like Locaine. I, lo- I love Locaine. See, I was happily surprised, Rob, what I saw from Jason Alexander last night, but I did kind of feel for the guy when he goes seven innings, gave up three runs, only two earned. Probably should have been in line for the win had they played clean defense, but then I see that Craig Council behind him was like, I'm going to put Brasso out there. I'm going to put Jace Peterson out there. I'm going to throw out the quadruple A Brewers tonight. <laughs> Well, and how about the left fielder he throws out there every night that looks like he has absolutely, you know, is playing left field for the first time in, in his life. Um, my God, I, you know, you, you, you thought he had hit an all-time low at the, at the plate, and, and he's even a worse fielder, and he, he's got a 60-year-old uh, arm out there in, in left field. Uh, he, he's hit the trifecta with that with that left fielder. I'll, I'll tell you what, that that's an outstanding baseball team, but it might be, you know, the, the, the outfielders are on par with the Green Bay Packers wide receivers. Hey, okay. hey, hey! All right, Rob, last right, brewing question before we get to the Packers. <laughs> Which arm and, would you and, rather and, and, have? And, and, and Nelly, let me just say this right, right away. I, I don't I don't include Renfro and, and Taylor when I, when I say that. I, I'm talking about the, you know, washed-up trio right now of Yelich, Kane, and McCutcheon. Which, which, my God! That, hey, well, one that, that one was of the best the, of the majors. That was Come the on. free agent that caught Ananasio's eye, McCutcheon. So just watch your tongue, Rob. You but two, but two. <laughs> what arm would you rather have, Christian Yelich's or Chris Davis's? Ooh. Or Rob, Rob that Reichel's, was some deep thought right or, there. Or Rob Reichel's arm. Oh yeah, Robbie. We could have a little no, third you, option. You don't, you don't want that one. But I honestly, I think mine's on a par. These days with Yelich's, I mean, when that ball was hit to left field last night, even though it was only hit, what, 250 feet or whatever from the plate, you know, the game was over. No, I'll, I'll, I'll take Davis for sure. It, I, I would take pretty much anybody you put up there right now, Nelly, over Yelich. There were rumors, Rob, that, that right. Chris Davis could catch the ball at the warning track at Miller Park. 
he could throw it four times and still might not get to third base. <laughs> <laughs> the whole the whole team needed to come out and be his cutoff man. It's a relay. <laughs> yeah, it's like when you're in Little League and they do like the five, six-man uh, cutoff relay ladder. Yep. That was yep. just for Davis to get it to home. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think you need that from Yellich, too. I mean, that, 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 that's a nine-hopper to home plate. Nine-hopper. short fly to, to left field. I, I, I'm sure you guys were watching Tuesday night, but, you know, he – he, as he was bob, you know, botching balls around uh, the left field of Wrigley Park, and then there was one hit between him and Kane, and they almost collided. And uh, you know, I, 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 I know this is probably sacrilege to say, but it would have been best for the long term interest of the franchise if they if they actually did collide and and knock no, each other Robbie, out of the all right, all right. Knock, <laughs> knock each other out of the IR for about a month, oh, and, and then you, then you could see real outfielders coming to Miller Park this week. All right, Rob, how about this? Here's where to transition. Talking IR, we'll talk a little injury here. Rob Reichel, <laughs> Forbes.com, Conley Media, covering the Green Bay Packers. That's why we got you on, Robbie. We love bitching about hey, the hey, Bruce. And, and Evo, for what it's worth, after last night, I, I'm going to take like a one-week brewer break because I just I can't, I can't keep watching that team without getting ticked off about something. They're one of the best in the majors, Robbie. I'm just saying, all right, Rob, Rob. What the hell is going on of David Bakhtiari? Did he run into someone in an outfield like in a, a softball game or something? What, what, I, every time Matt LaFleur is on the podium, they use the words like hopefully. And like the look in his eyes and his inflection of his voice, I'm like, I get a bad feeling about David Bakhtiari and that knee. And you have every right to at this point in time, Evo, until proven otherwise. I mean... They're obviously going to keep you know keep the kid gloves on and, and baby him through this off season program and and have him work out with the rehab group and and not be part of anything uh, you know uh, team wise out there out there on the field. It, it it's a it's a remarkable concern. It's a it's a crazy concern at, at this point. We're we're talking eighteen months now, guys. So, you know since, since that injury suffered on. What was it? December thirty-one of, of twenty twenty. It was New Year's Eve of, of the twenty twenty season, and and he hasn't been back. And uh, you know, in, in, in those twenty-five snaps he had against the Lions, guys, in, in week seventeen, he he looked fine. I mean, he he looked okay. And and I, I think it was a shock to everybody that two weeks later he couldn't go in the, in the playoff game. So no, Evo, I you know, and, and he hasn't made himself available in in the locker room again. Thankfully that you know that that is now again open. Um, you know, to the media, but Bakhtiari hasn't shown up to, to answer any questions. So you're left with Matt LaFleur's take and kind of excuses on some things, guys. But, you know, there is clearly cause for concern. This doesn't add up um, in terms of being, you know, a normal return and nothing close from, from an ACL injury. So um, it, it's going to be fascinating to watch, Evo, what they do with him when, when training camp starts in, in late July and, and if they actually do throw him out there, what he looks like. Well, how is it, you know, like we were talking about this yesterday a little bit. You had Big Bob Tunyon and what, Kylan Hill. You had all kinds of other guys to, uh, torn their ACLs. Elton and, Jenkins. Yeah, they're back practicing. Well, Jenkins isn't back yet, obviously, well, and things yeah, like yeah. that. But, yeah, no, no, I mean, clearly. And, and you know, Tunyon's just part of the rehab group at this point in time, too, uh, Evo. But but they're on pace, you know, for, for the more, you know, traditional, the more typical, the, the more usual you know, eight to 10, eight to 11 month type of type of return from, from that particular injury. Remember guys, early December last year, when, when, when they said Bakhtiari had a setback, he did have that second surgery on the knee and, and you, you just never know. I mean, not everybody's Adrian Peterson that can, that can pop back from something like this in six months and then resemble his old self. This, it still is 
Um, and I know medical and science have have uh, increased and improved dramatically, guys, through the season, or I mean through through the years. But th- this still is an injury that that has cost plenty of players that their careers uh, over the course of time. And and for the most part, it, it it doesn't happen often anymore. Again, just because of the advances we've made, you know, medically. Um, but but you do wonder, especially with that when that second surgery cropped in, and the and the fact, Evo, that you only saw. You know, Bakhtiari for 27 snaps last year uh, in the regular season final, and then they shut him down again. You know, you just wonder what the lingering effects are for him from this injury, and you know if he can indeed make it back. Yeah, it's pretty wild, Rob. Especially when you think about Kylan Hill and uh, Big Bob Tunyon. They both tore their ACLs towards the end of October 2021. They're not even close to a calendar year. They're already starting to to ramp up and do things. We're talking about David Bakhtiari. He technically tore his ACL in 2020. I mean, it's 2022. It's been 18 months for Bakhtiari. I, I think at this point, when you hear that it's just the fluid, it's obviously pain tolerance. And how are they going to deal with the fluid? Yeah, again, I'm, I'm certainly not a doctor, Nelly, and won't even pretend to play. No, you're an, you're an MD here. We, we gave for, Rowdy the for, MD. Regardless of what hotel I slept in recently or anything like that. No, uh, hey, uh, Rob, Rob, have you ever, has your wife ever made you watch Grey's Anatomy? Or House, or uh, ER. No, I, I did. I was a lot. I was a huge ER guy. But okay, there you, you know, go. There, boom. You got your doctor. You're good. Honorary degree. Clear, no, I mean, Nelly, you're clearly right, though, on, on both things that, that you pointed out. Those are. Those, those are tremendous concerns. And, um, you know, I, I know a lot of players that have come back from those guys, you know, that, that just don't have those, you know, issues whatsoever. It, 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 it's wild that Bakhtiari does. Certainly he's older, Nelly, than, than the guys you mentioned. You know, Hill, just a second-year guy. Tunyon is still young. It would be the fourth year for, for Elton Jenkins. You know, Bakhtiari was drafted in, in 14, so what, he's the ninth-year guy at, at, at this point in time, pushing 30. Um, it, it shouldn't be enough to derail a career, but but you do start to wonder, guys, and 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 you start to look ahead, and 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 you start to say, hey, if if this doesn't work out, I mean, he'll be on the roster this year, guys. That that, that that's clear. His his cap number this year is actually only thirteen million. I looked at this the other day, and if they were going to cut him right now i i, I want to say guys it, it's like 34 million against the cap mm. it might be 21 if you do it after 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 june 1 which is obviously where we're at now and and this would be the time to do it but it would cost you more money to get rid of the guy than to actually keep him on the roster next year guys is, is where it becomes interesting because his cap jumps to about 30 and and it only costs you about six to get rid of him um Man. so he, he's gonna have a lot to show the to show the organization uh, undoubtedly o- o- over the next, you know, six to nine months that, that he can make it back from this and that he can be even close to the player he once was, guys, because, I mean, let, let's be honest, they keep drafting three offensive linemen a year. Yeah. There's a lot of bodies that can, that can jump over there and, and take over that, that job. We saw it last year. Elton Jenkins was in, in the top 10 or 15 of, of left tackles in football when he was on the field. And, you know, he's unbelievably versatile and he can play a lot of spots, but Elton Jenkins isn't dumb either, guys. He's a smart dude, and he realizes, I'm sure, that, you know, he can double his money playing on the left side versus the right side. So the Packers will have some options 
um, at that particular spot moving forward. So it's it, it's going to be really interesting, guys, from a financial standpoint as well. Uh, just, just how this plays out with Bakhtiari. Rob Reichel joining us right now, Forbes.com, Conley Media. Just and a special friend here on Over the Line. Robbie, let's do something positive from OTAs. Uh, what do we got? Um, I guess, what was it? Romeo Dubs was looking pretty good, I guess, the wide receiver. What are we, what are we thinking about Dubs? We're not, we're not going to talk about the Aaron Rodgers drama from last I, night. I was oh. saving that for last, Rob. Come on. All right, all right. No, uh, you know, something <laughs> positive from – Remote, you know, again, I'll go back to this time and time again. The defense is going to be the defense is going to be pretty unique. It's going to be special. It's going to be the best defense they've probably put on the field since that 2010 Super Bowl run. Evo, um, you know that they've got most of the key parts there. I mean, a lot has been made and rightfully so about the guys who aren't showing up to you know to this stuff. Um, but but on a you know, it, and, and there are you know Preston Smith. To me, should be there. Jair Alexander should be there on, on that side of the ball. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers should have been there. To me, I, I, I'm not a big fan, guys. Of you know, even though it says voluntary, of guys skipping work, um, and 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 that at, at the end of the day, that this is this is their job. Not going to hit golf balls and hey, uh, hey, you know, hey, hey, uh, hey, no. I mean, that's that that's not his job. <laughs> his, his, his job is is to find a way to connect with Sammy Watkins, who, again, isn't there. But I'm telling you, if Aaron Rodgers was there, Sammy Watkins would have been there, and Preston Smith would have been there in Jair. But on a positive, guys, they have had a lot of that defense there. Uh, I think the young guys are coming along. Kenny Clark, I mean, give him credit. He's been there. He's a terrific leader. Uh, Dean Lowry is there, you know, up, up front. They, they, they've had, you know, a lot well, of... Well, they get bonused out for there. that. They get bonuses for that, right? I know, like, Kenny Clark you has do, always they said... They get bonuses, and yeah. that's, you know, and... And, and 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 that's you know that that's key and that's that's a, that's a tricky part about playing in the NFL smallest city when it is the off season guys would you know rather be on a on a beach somewhere than um, you know in Brown County but but they, you know, hey again this, this is this is part of the job and uh, I know the yeah. off season isn't always a treat and it's not always a blast and everybody would like to just just play in the games and, and things to that effect but. But but this this is a critical time and 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 even when these guys aren't showing up to me it it does undermine a lot of what Matt Lafleur is trying to accomplish because they're 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 largely telling you know the rest of the team that this stuff doesn't matter we'll see you in June we'll see you in July well, Robbie but, Robbie here's this my brother Doogie was actually saying the same kind of thing that you were that Rogers should be there and they should be there and I said well Rogers yeah, won the match he put Tom Brady on his back Robbie hit the 15 foot birdie putt for the win. And then I told my brother Doogie, you must want to look at a hungry kid in the face and snot and slap the spoon out of his hand because they raise over $30 million for feeding America. That's not true about you, Robbie, is it? Is that what you're going to be talking about in, in, in January, Evo, when the 49ers beat him again? Yeah, Rob, or, Rob Reichel personally slapped the spoon out of a hungry kid's hand. I'm going to slap it all right because they, I, I'll tell you what. They, they, they can go grab Russell Wilson or, uh, you know, they grab Tua or Zach Wilson or, or whoever whoever they want. You know, they, they can grab Trevor Lawrence instead. It, it doesn't matter, Evo. Um, to, to me, that, that quarterback – has an entirely new room almost of wide receivers. He's lost his number one and number two weapons from a year ago. It, it, it's time to start getting into sync with some of these guys, especially the rookies and, and again, a, a Sammy Watkins, um, who, who you may count on for, for big things or at, at least a large number of snaps in, in 2023. And, and the quarterback's going to probably show up next week, and, and, and that's all well and good, Evo. But, but again, this is, this is important 
stuff. It's an important time of the year, at least at least to me, and 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 all these guys really should be there. I know I'm old school on this, Evo, but but I you know I, I I'm I'm a big believer in a lot that gets done in May, June, and July leads to success in you know December and January. All right, Robbie. Speaking of golf, Sorry, buddy. Oh. that spoon. <laughs> You don't, gotta, you don't apologize to me, Rob. You got to apologize to that hungry kid. No. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. And by the way, we don't, hey, Rob, I think you know this. The quarterback sees the end coming, though, Evo. We don't apologize on the show, by the way, Robbie. So your apology, not not accepted, okay? Oh, I didn't know that rule. All right, that's a good one to keep no, in mind. No apologies. Uh, Rob, yeah, I, I, I live with three women, Evo, so I'm used to apologizing. <laughs> well, hey, listen, when I go home, too, I, when I go home, Robbie, I... Apologizing or just agreeing? Well, it's probably the latter. Nelly. Well, Rob, yeah. speaking of two of those women that you live with, I saw that you were out golfing with your two daughters yesterday. It looked like a blast. And congratulations to your daughter. Um, she, I was reading your Twitter account at Rob Reichel. Just got her uh, driver's license. Well, here's the thing. Rob, how much was gas when you got your driver's license? <laughs> I'm going to guess it was about 20% of what it was today. I, could fill, I had a Ford was- Escort, Rob, a Ford Escort ZX2 uh, two-door. I could fill it up for less than $20. Now, uh, Evo, if we, even if we turn the clock back eighteen months, it was fifty percent of what it is today. So, um, so does she not get like two jobs just to drive around for new license? I, I think so. <laughs> just, just just to get from just to get from point A to point B, you know, she, she's going to have to find one of those fifteen dollar an hour jobs. There's 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 no question. Yeah, no, it's a it's it's a different world. That's uh, it's it's crazy. But no, to your point, uh, Evo, I was I was trying to I, I was trying to you know, copy copy the. The, the number twelve, the quarterback last night, get in a little, uh, get in a little golf of my own. So we, uh, <laughs> yeah. hey, you yeah. and Rogers are kind of alike, Rob. Both golfing yesterday. Yeah, that, that, and that's probably about where it <laughs> ends. You never thought about growing a man bun? Oh, you'd look good with a man bun, Robbie. I'm telling you. <laughs> well, I don't see the end coming. I guess quite like he does either. So <laughs> I, I guess that, that 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 that's another thing. It, it, it wouldn't be a Wednesday night when when the cameras are on him without the quarterback creating a little drama, right, guys? Hey, he carried Tom Brady. How about that, Robbie? He, he Rogers is Tom clutch. Rogers is clutch. It, it, I'll, I'll see how you feel about it all, uh, Evo, when when Tom Brady one-ups him in a, in a January postseason game again. I heard that after the match was completed, and obviously Rodgers and Brady won, Tom Brady asked for Aaron Rodgers' autograph. Ooh. What'd you hear that from, Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> What'd you hear that from? Yeah, Aaron Rodgers' PR guy. <laughs> Robbie, we love you, man. We love you. Good stuff. And, um, you know, tell, tell your daughter congratulations and good luck filling up that tank. Yeah, she, she, she's going to need it, uh, and, uh, and and I appreciate that, Evo. We'll, we'll, we'll have a lot to we'll have a lot to talk about next week. Allegedly, you know, most, most these guys should be in Green Bay. Yeah, mandatory. So it, uh, it, it, it should it should be a fun week over there. Hey, Robbie, we love you. We'll follow along Forbes dot com, Conley Media, Rob Rice on Twitter. You the man, Rob. All right, guys, have see, a great weekend. Thanks. <laughs> Who the hell told you that? <laughs> <laughs> What is fan etiquette? Do you take when you bet against the Brewers, or I know you bet in the Badger basketball team in the past, which usually pretty sounds bets. But when you take the Brewers like that, or the Padres over the Brewers like that, are you are you disconnecting yourself from your fan side and just doing it straight up? I'm trying to make money side, or is a little part of you that died a little bit inside? I felt all right. <laughs> I'll go home and I'll sleep. I'll sleep the same as usual. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about it. There's 162 games. A lot of games. Best year in Milwaukee Brewers history. They won 96 of them. Mm-hmm. They're not winning them all. That means you're going to lose 66. 
Yeah. You're not winning all your games. If I have to watch my team lose, I might as well try and make some money off of it as well. And then, like I said earlier, it's kind of like the uh, line from the gangster Sonny in the Bronx tale. Has Mickey Mantle ever paid your dad's bills? No. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think Mark Adonazio is going to be helping you. Christian Yelich may pick up a beer tab for you occasionally, but that's only because he sucks. (laughs) Well, every player player is doing the beer tab Yeah, that's what they say, but I think it turned into a thing. It's like, Yelly wants to do this because he's not playing well. How about you all just um, pitch in because we don't want to make him look bad. Well, here's when I know that a Brewers player is being really bad and they want to win people over. It's when they buy a section of tickets for fans. And Yelly, Yelly has done that like twice now. Eric Gagne did it when he was here. Yeah, when he was Eric gagged me when yeah. he was getting blown up when he didn't have his steroids. So, and I quote, if I'm going to watch my team lose, I might as well make some money off of it. But if they win, are, again, I know you said that like you're going to cross your arms like the angry rooster Craig Council. You have some disheveled hair. You take your hat off, rub your face a little bit. And the numbers told me. I don't want you coming in here bitching, though, if the Brewers lose to the Pirates. No, I won't. Because they'll get a win, and then I'm fairly confident in these stuff. But if they Curry. get a win, and I know you said you said the numbers told me, but are you going to be happy if they win, though, and beat the Padres? Yeah, I'll be fine. It'll okay, be another just, win. But, again, you kept saying, hey, they finally finished that road trip. How many days off have they had after that road trip? Uh, <laughs> zero. Yeah, zero. They're still playing 16 games in a row. They're, I mean, this is still a good Padres team. It is a lefty. Okay. Um, y- young Ben Kenny in the house. Young Ben Kenny, good morning, Benjamin. Yeah. How are we doing today, my brother? Hey guys, my eyes were bleeding last night watching that joke of a golf match. Oh, but... Aaron Rodgers, where are the haters at now? Clutch. He is. Put uh, Tom Brady on his back to the finish line. Yeah, he's out there campaigning for the live. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to get that bag from the Saudis. Uh, Dustin Johnson getting the bag. Very much so. And then whoever else, who, who's the next biggest name for the Saudi league? There are a lot of big names that are old. Sergio Garcia. Oh, Sergio Garcia's on there? That's yeah. a big yeah. name. That is a big name. Bunch of old guys, but for the golf hardos like myself. Hardo. Taylor Gooch is a young guy, but he's really good. Hardo and Gooch in the same sentence. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's how you come in and start blazing when you get on the mic right away. Listen, well done. listen, I was sitting there last night. I cannot believe that we are doing these matches without proper golfers. I need liked it better when there was a pro golfer and a celebrity. Exactly. Rogers. I want to watch Rogers play golf because he's good. I like I when want Phil him, Nicholson was talking smack last I year. want them to play with someone else good. Like Josh Allen sucks at golf. So why do I have to watch him play for four hours? It was Mahomes a joke. Is pretty decent. Yeah, but put a pro with him. Yeah. Let me have someone good out there. It's a joke. How about like a all Wisconsin twosome as in Tony Romo and Aaron Rodgers because Tony Romo is supposed to be pretty good. I don't want to watch Tony Romo do anything. Well, now you're beggars can't be choosing. I like Romo. I like Romo. I I saw someone say that it should be um, David Bakhtiari had retweeted. I should probably go find the tweet. It was about how offensive linemen should all be in the next the match. Can David Bakhtiari hold off from retweeting and saying he should be playing golf? I need to see him on the football field first. Fair Here, point. Here's the idea. The new match idea. Two foursomes of offensive linemen, a 15-plus handicap only, playing a scramble format with a beer, a hole rule. Yeah, but what if his knee starts getting sore? Does he get additional strokes? You get the John Daly treatment. You get the cart. Like, <laughs> Oh, they had carts yesterday anyways. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to watch that. No, Guess no. how much time I spent watching it. Zero. Zero. Well, you watched yesterday, right? 
I had it oh, on. You said you don't want to watch it. Did someone? Did anyone make you watch? No. Okay. That's not, okay. No, but I was going to watch. It's obviously. I had his background noise a little. You bit. know, it's Aaron Rodgers. I was doing other stuff. I'm moving apartments I'm not again. An, I'm not a hockey guy. I'm not an NHL guy at all, Ben. I've watched more hockey playoffs time, as in by minutes, than I have of the match last night. Well, my roommate is a Rangers fan, so we're watching that game. For, he, former Badger, Keandre Miller, killing oh, it. Yeah, he's crushing. Covered him a couple of years ago. Barry Richter, our good friend of the show, pride of Wisconsin hockey, his dad, Pat Richter, he was in here. He played for the Rangers. Good stuff. I, go Rangers, I guess. Playing against multiple Badgers on the Lightning, but yeah. I, I'm not a big fan of the state of Florida. So Why? They just, like, they've been winning too much. Oh, okay, gotcha. Well, the King says, is John Daly available next year for the match? I would watch that. I would totally. Rowdy, he would you is watch a, John Daly? I'm trying to think who would be a good pair for he him. He is a proper golfer. I have a John Daly clip I wanted to I think that's here. the first time John Daly's ever been called a proper golfer. Well, uh, does a proper golfer say something like this? Listen to this, boys. I, I saw this on Instagram this morning. I chuckled. John Daly talking about his uh, coach, who's now Phil Mickelson's agent. Change your diet. Well, he, he put me on a diet, a very strict diet. He says, you're going to lose at least 60, 70 pounds before you play for this golf team. Is it true that... Strictly Jack Daniels and popcorn. <laughs> Jack Daniels and popcorn. That's all I did. I had a popcorn machine in my dorm, and I'd get me some Jack Daniels, and just that was my whole diet. <laughs> is that a proper golfer? I, he is a proper That's golfer. That's a proper diet. Jack Daniels and popcorn was my diet for three to four months straight, quote, John Daly. I think he started smoking cigarettes to lose the weight. I think he started smoking cigarettes in the womb. I think he came Could out with a. I think he came out with a lit one. All right, Ben. I had this. I was sitting on it for you. I was waiting for you to come in. Something very near and dear to your heart. What? Rogers going to the live? No. Oh. No. 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 This is, comes from Major League Baseball. Ben, front page. You go to CBS Sports and you hit the MLB tab. Uh oh. Front page. Five managers who could soon be out of a job, including <laughs> Philly's Joe Girardi. Whatever. His his picture was front and center. Joe yep. Girardi on the outs. I right. mean, whatever. It's not going to change anything. It's an organization of losers. He is the number one for the hot seat. Number two, Dave Martinez for the Nationals. Number three, David Bell for the Reds. Number four, Don Mattingly for the Marlins. And number five uh, for the Mariners. How do you say it? Surveyus? Sur- Sur- Scott Servius? I don't even know who it is. Scott Servius. Scott Servius. Whatever it is, he's not going to work here anymore. All right, Rowdy, what would Craig Council have to do for A, for you to finally get him called a legend, or B, for him to get shown the door? (laughs) Oh, I mean, those are two very extreme things. I know. I want to know Rowdy's take. For Craig Council to go down as a Brewers legend? Yeah. Does he simply win the World Series? I think you got to say win a World Series, right? I mean... Yeah, there's been some legends of the the game that have played for the Brewers. You would say the ones that predominantly spent the majority of their careers there that have their numbers retired are Molitor and Yount, right? Mm -hmm. But what did they do? They both are Hall of Famers. No one's going to confuse Craig Council for a Hall of Fame baseball player. I would say it's a Hall of Fame batting stance. I would say right now. Now, granted, that's a good Major League Baseball career. I'm not taking anything away from Craig Council. There's very few people that actually make the Hall of Fame. That's why it's called the Hall of Fame. But you get that's why they're legends. They were Hall of Famers. Mm -hmm. Now, are you really a Hall of Famer 
in, as a manager until you win a World Series? Like, has there ever been a manager that never won a World Series that's in there as in the Hall of Fame? I don't know. I don't know, but I would, I, would ass- I would assume not. But also, for a franchise that hasn't won one, to officially be a legend legend, wouldn't you say you want to win one? That's why I bring up like the two com- compare and contrast like Harvey, questions here. Harvey Keen would probably be considered a Brewers legend because the Brewers of the 80s were pretty good. You could argue as the best decade of Brewers baseball. And they've never won. Like there's never been an actual winner. So they're the best of all the losers. That's why I bring up the compare. Okay. Apparently all right, right now, 22 plaques in the hall of fame belong to those classified as managers of those four L Lopez, Wilbert Robinson, Ned Yenlin and Frank Seeley never won a world series. So there's manager. very few. Yes. There's very few guys. That's why I bring up the, the two very so, polar opposite questions. So, so the if, odds, let's say Craig council never wins a world series. Yeah. The odds of him going in the hall as a manager are extremely slim, but what would he have to do to finally the brewers be like, all right, we need some fresh blood. Is it just, what if they keep winning the NL Central? They keep getting the playoffs. Would you say the manager the was the issue, though? Well, eventually you might have to like something needs to change, right? I mean, the players change. If he constantly. keeps getting hailed as a legend and he's so great and all this, would you ever question that the manager was the issue if they kept coming up just short? That's why I bring it up. Eventually, you got to say to yourself, "Hey, why haven't we? If you're a legend, if you're so good at what you do, we're always in the playoffs." We're always winning the NL Central. Why haven't we? Can I ask another question? If, if I do was whatever Craig, if want. I was Craig Council and, and I'm getting the praise that I am and I feel like I'm a pretty good manager and I look at the team that we have and we've been pretty competitive basically since he took over and especially since 2018, mm-hmm. I would say, hey, owner, hey, boss, <laughs> you want to open the checkbook up? And why the hell are guys like Andrew McCutcheon the free agents that caught your eye. <laughs> Maybe give me a few better players. Maybe it's because Mark Adonazio bought a ticket stub with Andrew McCutcheon's like debut like the, for the, the Pirates. The Brewers are going to be good, no doubt, just because the division is a little weaker and the pitching staff is so good for the Brewers. But to take them serious as a team that you truly believe has a real shot at winning the World Series. Like, there's obviously probably a handful of teams in the national media's mind that has a better shot at winning the World Series than the Brewers. I would almost guarantee that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, looking at five, but they need, they, they need, like, you look at the around the diamond, you'd say right now, catching is pretty average. First base, pretty average. Second base with Colton Wong, I'd say, is a plus player, but he's not playing like it. Same with Adamas, same with Arias, but then your outfield is a mess. You have a plus player in Renfro, you have a plus player in Taylor, and then there's Kane, and then there's Yelich, and those are your two highest paid players. Imagine if they actually had, instead of those two guys, but their two highest paid players were two all-stars. I mean, that's that becomes a World Series favorite team. Benjamin? What would Council have to do to get fired or be a legend? I mean... Or can he get David Stearns and his I guess wooing his, eyes I guess his to both. do more? I mean, you look at it, it's like he's heralded, heralded excuse me, by some as a legend. It was on the the the, the, the Bucks broadcast when he was there in attendance last year. If you are I already a legend. With, with the, the media what if you never win a world Series? and the fandom of Craig Council, it would take a lot, and I mean a lot, of losing for them to get rid of him. And it would probably mean that we'd have like, King of the North, Terry calling in, talking about how the bucket heads are out in center field. <laughs> right now for the World Series, I'm um, on 538. Now, they're not the end all be all, but they do predictions. 
the best odds at winning the World Series, the Dodgers at 23%, the Yankees are 15 the Strolls are 11 the Blue Jays are 8%, and then the Mets and the Brewers are both tied at 7%. Like, look at the perception, though. The Blue Jays are ahead of them? By 1%. On In the standings, on paper, I'm sorry, the Brewers are clearly better than the Blue Jays. The, the Blue Jays have a lot of hype because they have Bo Bichette. They have... Vlad Jr. They have a lot of high-profile yeah. names. It's a lot of media perception. They're not a better team than the Brewers. I'm not going to argue either way, but I, I do think I know there is going to be a crossroad situation where there are two paths council can take. One, in your guys' eyes, will put him in the Hall of Fame. The other will get him fired. Corbin Burns is going to have a perfect game through eight innings oh, later don't do this, this year. Me, Benjamin. He is going to be at 97 pitches. Oh, no. After, you know, hovering around that number for a while, maybe he had missed a start with some elbow tightness and the no, Brewers, make, it, make it even better. There's nothing wrong with him. There's no elbow tightness. He's fine. Sure. Yeah. The Brewers are going to be leading seven, nothing going into said ninth inning against uh, let's call it the Cardinals. So having a perfect game against them would mean even more. Oh, sure. Counts is going to come out to the mound and he actually as the ninth inning is starting, he is going to approach Corbin Burns. Corbin Burns is going to say, I want to go out there, put me in the game, and he will have a decision to make. Mm. If he pulls him out of the game, you guys will want him fired. If he sends him back out, he's going to the Hall of Fame. Well, actually, I have a it's question. It's that simple. How, at, what, <laughs> at what date or like year is this occurring? Because say, say, this this is like, say this is like... Uh, August 2nd. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Hear me out. Say this is Corbin Burns. They they sign him to an extension. It's literally like, I don't know, six, seven years from now. He's like 35 years old. The Brewers are still pretty good, and they've been in contention this entire window from like 2018 to 2028. What, are you trying and, to make a Kershaw comp? And they're, and they're continuing <laughs> to get close and close and close, but they can't ever win, and you just keep scratching your head and say, why not? They extended this window 10 years. They can't win. I'd sit there and go, hmm, maybe it is time to give him the old axe. <laughs> I mean, the Raptors, they had Dwayne Casey. He won coach of the year. Next fired. year, they fired his ass. They hired Nick Nurse. Who they won, won the whole won. effing thing. That's a good yeah, yeah. Maybe sometimes you just need a little bit of a change-up. It's kind of like the... Uh, I, I don't like this. The third pitch what? that... Uh, Rowdy? I, I feel like this is a back-channel council slander. No! I, I call him legend. I just put out a scenario in which legend. I can see maybe changing it up. Now, what you just said, Ben, of him coming out in the before the ninth inning is he got a perfect game and pull him. That's that will definitely happen. Like, it's I that can, simple. I can totally see that I, happening. And then you'll call for his job. I'll just scream it into the abyss. And, well, the abyss being this mic and how dumb it is and how and he's no longer in the winner's maybe circle. Maybe I'm saying, you know what? We just never have been there as a franchise. You know, we're really close. We always play it by the numbers. David Stearns has been a wizard. The analytics have worked. I can find anybody to go in and be my manager, and I'll tell them what to do from the front office and and from up in the booth. I just need some winning pedigree. He's currently out and available because he was just bastardized by a franchise out in Philadelphia. I'm bringing in Joe Girardi. I need a a winner. I need a guy that earned his pinstripes. (laughs) And then the Brewers Wait, go back to where I'm not talking about Joe. And then Wait, they win. Didn't we just didn't we start this segment talking about Joe Girardi not number one in the hot team? Yeah, bring it back full, full circle. And I was waiting to say when you brought that up, 
And it doesn't I matter. I had that for you. I, I, I saw that. Even if he's fired. Like, ben would love this. The team sucks. The team's a bunch of losers. It's an organization full of losers that know how to lose very well. You so saw, even if they fire him, I want him fired. It's not going to change anything. Are you trying to get back anything. in the winner's circle right now? That's a lot of loser the, talk. The, yeah, Brewers, the Brewers, six, seven years down the road. It's fatigue. It's council fatigue of not quite getting there. Girardi just happens to be open. We have the Brewers go to full-time pinstripe unis. We bring them in winning pedigree. They win the whole effing thing. We celebrate. But Ben, do you know why the Yankees win? Because they make their players cut their hair and <laughs> uh, shave their beards. Take those sideburns off. That's a winning culture. You're you better not say that. You're absolutely wrong. Don't put words in his mouth. Yeah. Like My friend the, from New York says that. I want to punch him in the face. The well, yeah, he's a New Yorker. Of course you want to punch him in the face. The Yankees win, Ben, simply because they look so good and the opponents can't stop staring at their pinstripes. I was waiting for it. That is from um, <laughs> Catch Me If You Can. It's... That's, that's Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, his dad in the movie. You missed our our discussion when you were gone that the reason David Stearns, because we're, we're talking about Tyrone Taylor and, and all of the younger guys or maybe acquisitions he's made. David Stearns has so much success because he has such great eyes and other people are wooed by like that. beautiful, beautiful I we, eyes. I thought yeah. we said sultry voice. Oh, I because was he's on the eyes. phone making calls. Ah, yes, Maybe yes. Hey, it and is 20, 2022. There's a lot of FaceTiming. Beautiful eyes. Skyping. Yeah, I FaceTime. Zooming. There you go, Ben. You a Leo guy? I enjoy Leo. DiCaprio? What's next? Okay, stop grinning. When I get inside, you go back to the front seat and wait. Even if a cop comes and writes you a ticket, you don't move the car. Understood? Dad, what's all this for? You know why the Yankees always win, Frank? Because they have Mickey Mantle? No. It's because the other teams can't stop staring at those damn pins. Mm. 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 You a Leo guy? DiCaprio? I like him. Yeah. You seen Catch Me If You Can? Nope. Good movie. I just kind of wanted to show off my movie prowess. <laughs> why, did, why did Aaron Rodgers hit that final birdie putt? Because he's clutch. He's a winner. Uh, because... Uh, I heard it was. I'm, because, I'm trying to make a comp about how now the uh, live is going to sign him away from the NFL. <laughs> or it was potentially because Bugs Bunny was underneath with a magnet Man, and brought that? it to the hole. That's like Michael jo- that's Jordan. There's an exclusive. He's picture. the Michael Jordan of quarterbacking, right? I thought that was Tom Brady. <laughs> what then? There's an exclusive picture up on my Twitter account uh, of Mr. Rogers with a golf Saudi logo on his polo. That's I'm it. just saying. I like, dude. I I feel like you just got to accept it, Ben. You hated the Saudi league and you didn't want to be a part of it. You said it felt weird. You're all over it now. Just embrace it. No, I've said. You I, fill I, up your car with four dollars and sixty nine cent gas from Saudi. I, I like the entertainment of it. There is a Seinfeld episode, Rowdy, where George Costanza jumps over a puddle and he loses his keychain, and his keychain falls into this pothole, and the you know the the. The construction, the road paving guys come and they fill the pothole. And George's keys are in there. And he takes a jackhammer. And George Costanza gets his keys back. Holy cow, says his, uh, his keychain that flies up in the air. The reason why I bring up George Costanza, Rowdy. His name is Jason Alexander. Last night, the Brewers, for the first time since 2017, got a quality start. From a pitcher making their debut, Jason Alexander. 
I just found him on Twitter, Rowdy, not George Costanza. The Brewers, Jason Alexander. Guess how many Twitter followers he has. So I saw it last night, oh, did you? and it's below 200. It's, well, he must have got a couple since you lost. Oh, when I looked, he was at 195. He's at 218. <laughs> oh, <laughs> 218 Twitter followers. We got to help out our guy, Jason Alexander. Eh, I don't know. The last time I helped out a marginal Major League Baseball pitcher. Yeah, they really turned it back on us, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. They... And then he's complaining about if you don't follow him, he won't respond to you. It's like, dude, we not only do we follow you, we also how many Twitter followers you end up getting that guy? Well, let's see here. When I found him plugging away on Twitter, <laughs> he was around three hundred followers, and currently he is at almost six thousand. And you got him all kinds of other interviews and all kinds of crazy stuff. Right? Yeah, I remember we brought him on. He turned his back some, on us. Some publication in Milwaukee and a podcast heard yeah, our station. Yeah. Then they got him on because they remembered some of those games and some of those days. And then he got in a feud with another former teammate and player. And that's where I got involved. <laughs> yeah, it was I was somehow involved with this this Brewers pitcher feuding with um. Tells his name again. Uh, Aubrey Huff. Yeah, Aubrey Huff. I was like, at, I was at the middle of this feud between, I'll name him, Seth McClung <laughs> and Aubrey Huff. And then and here am I. I'm like, what did I do? If you remember correctly, once that feud, because you asked the question on air. Yeah, and then I'm on and Sports then Illustrated. And it was tweeted about. Yeah. And then he quoted the tweet, and then it took off because he was starting to get more followers and more big league yeah, players so realized he was on Twitter. Then, if you remember correctly, there were publications in Milwaukee that picked it up. Yeah. Because Sports he, Illustrated. There was Tampa because he had pitched there. Yeah, Tampa's and NBC Sports. San Francisco because obviously yeah. Aubrey Huff was a longtime yeah. giant. Like, this is what we did for him. And what did he do for us, Rowdy? Turned his back. So maybe you're there right. Were, there maybe was like Jason three, Alexander. There's like three or four him. major markets that all of a sudden picked that story up and ran with it. Yeah. Because of you and I. <laughs> You and I, who then re-sparked the feud between Seth McClellan and Aubrey Huff. And I think th- then we looked at it, and all of a sudden he went from literally like 300 followers to like 4,500, and now he's almost at 6,000. Now he's just, big, just now chugging he's, away. Now he's big leaguing us. Unbelievable. Now, that's not quite the pull of like the Tom Brady's and Aaron Rodgers on Twitter, the world, but for again, for a, a marginal professional baseball player. All right, so Jason Alexander, we tip your our cap to you for uh, getting the first a uh, quality debut for Bruce Fisher since Brandon Woodruff in 2017. Yeah, so the fu- the funny thing with Jason Alexander is I honestly wasn't even expecting too much. I would have taken five runs, or sorry, I would have taken five innings and five runs just because it felt like it was kind of a throwaway game for the Brewers. We said after when we came back on Tuesday, them taking both of those games of the doubleheader and already getting a sweep and solidifying a winning record for that road trip, mm-hmm. they did their job. Yep. Now they're playing with house money. Well, it was two games in which I feel like if they would have been more up for the games, they probably win. But I, especially when you look at the lineup that they threw out there, they had a guy that in Jason Alexander was very obscure, was undrafted, bounced around in the minor leagues, really outside of one season, didn't have great minor league numbers. His biggest claim to fame when you Googled him was that his brother pitched for the L.A. Dodgers. Uh, you even mentioned how one of the articles when you can normally have a, a player's name highlighted yeah, and take you to another page. Link. He didn't have an extra the link. Hyperlink. Uh, yeah, it was pretty few and far between. Well, the dude's but got 218 Twitter followers. I, I did see a lot of people saying, I can't believe Craig Council let him stay in and pitch so long. I couldn't believe it. 
Oh my gosh. Well, I'm sitting here going, I can believe it. There's they were nobody. just they were just trying to get innings out of the guy. They probably didn't care too much if they would have lost ten to nothing, yeah. or if they would have won ten to nothing. As long as Alexander could eat up some innings, and hats off to him. Craig Council said it in his presser. I agree with him. He earned a second yeah, start. He second pitched start. that well. But I do want to put a li- like he was amazing. He was getting ground ball after ground ball, double plays. He looked really good, and it, uh, without an unearned run, I mean, we might be talking about a guy that got a win. Yeah, totally. Because the Brewers, Brewers, if they play a clean game, they they probably win that game that three error, to two. Yeah. Obviously, it was three to three with one unearned run, and then it goes to extras and they lose. But I think um, when I think of Jason Alexander, and I think all of a sudden people starting to get on the hype train, like, oh my God, they found another guy. <laughs> Let's just say the fact that you couldn't find hyperlinks to other pages for him and that there was very little uh, interest in teams like out of college and everything. He's probably going to revert back to the mean very, very quickly. It's the summer of George Rowdy, the summer of Jason Alexander. But when the Brewers needed some innings, the guy came through and was great. Now, how many more starts? I can't imagine. The summer of George. I can't imagine there's a huge book on Jason Alexander out there from the minor leagues. I mean, yeah, he'd been toiling away in minor league baseball. Doesn't have the greatest numbers, but he kind of reminded me. Do you remember Taylor Youngman <laughs> with a J? Yes, I do. He came up right away, and he was their first round. Now, granted, he was a first round pick. Alexander is an undrafted player, yeah. but first round pick. There was a lot of hype. He came up and looked pretty good for like half a year. Yeah. And then he came back the next season and all of a sudden major league hitters started getting a book on him and, and then all he of a sudden, was pretty irrelevant, pretty quick. Yeah. Well, not, not, I'm going to kind of compare it to that, but I don't know if to be completely honest, Jason Alexander would even have half a year in him. I'm going to say <laughs> Jason Alexander, how many starts do you think you'll get until major league hitters catch up? Because you also have to figure they were going to keep him in regardless, but the Cubs aren't necessarily like this high-powered no, offense. No, 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 no. Well, <laughs> I'll say I'll give him like three starts. Uh, our guy Corey and Marshall didn't. He, who is an honorary member of the research department, did indeed find comments about after council saying that he's getting a second start. Here is Jason Alexander for the Brewers. All right, want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. Yep. And Rowdy, speaking of the summer of George or the summer of Jason. I'm going to read a book from beginning to end in that order. I've always wanted to do that. I'm going to play golf. You mean golf? It's the summer of, golf. Summer of Jason Frisbee Alexander. Golf, Jerry. Golf. I'm going to Frisbee. start in some more games for the Brewers. This is going to be my time. Time to taste the fruits and let the juices drip down my chin. This is him, Rowdy. I proclaim this the summer of George. Jason Alexander. Hey, did you guys see this? Robinson Cano has been released by the Padres. Shocking. <laughs> 38 years old. I'm sorry, 39 years old. I thought he. Who got released earlier this year? Robinson Cano. Oh, yeah. Okay. This will be potentially his third team this season. I was like, didn't he already get released? But that was a different team. The 39 year old Cano hit .094 in 33 plate appearances with the Padres after leaving the Mets Uh, last month. Sorry. Hey, Locaine. Someone's a little worse than you are. There you go. How old is Locaine again? 36. Oh, so Cano's got three years on, on Kane. Yep, so Padres say Yeah, bye and bye. that's the other thing, though. I remember when they played the Padres about a week ago, and I said, surprisingly, uh, Robinson Cano actually made a couple decent plays on defense. Yeah. 
I still don't think you would <laughs> want a Robinson Cano at, <laughs> at second base consistently playing a lot of defense. At least for Lorenzo Kane, you can still say he's at least a slightly plus defender. <laughs> at least he's slightly <laughs> plus. Uh, Cano, though, let's see here. Cano, the Padres were expected to request Actually, Cano's permission. Actually, can we t- talk about defense real quick yeah. with the Brewers? Okay, so I just yeah, wanted, can I just read this really quick? I want to say this. Cano uh, rejected the, uh, being an option to the minors and then he As he should. free agency. Yeah. And now they say it's unclear how he'll be received on the open market. Cause that's so why I go, thought Ryan. it was kind of funny. Like you'll be listening to sports talk radio or see people on Twitter and they'll talk about just like this case with Robinson Cano, they should just cut Lorenzo Kane. They're never going to cut Lorenzo Kane. It doesn't make any sense to cut Lorenzo Kane in baseball. It's all guaranteed unless he was to PED out. And I don't think Lorenzo Kane's on PEDs. Uh, and if he does, he needs. His they money would back. have to pay him out that money anyway. So you're gonna have you're gonna have to play him or at least keep him on the roster. You're not going. This isn't a guy that's going to accept a outright no, to AAA. No and and there's no reason he should. Yeah, I mean he's done his time. He's he's a made man, right? But then the other thing that I was going to bring up defensively is yeah, he's still a plus defender in the outfield and on a team right now where Renfro's on the shelf and Tyrone Taylor's average in the outfield. I mean, McCutcheon hasn't played much in the outfield, but he's old. We all know Yelich is a minus in the outfield. Mm. Uh, This is what I was going to ask you when it was the bottom of the 10th inning and there was a runner on third and there was one out and the ball was hit to left field. Did anyone have any faith that that ball was ever going to get to the catcher before the runner? (laughs) Did anybody? I'm I'm talking. Maybe I'm if you were blind, if, I'm even asking yeah. if there's someone in the Scandinavian huts of Norway or Sweden that sometimes on these crystal yeah clear that sometimes skies. catches our our signal and will email us. Did they even have faith? Not even knowing what the hell we're talking about, <laughs> because when the ball went up so. and I saw Yelich going back, like this game's uh, over. Well, even, Who's gonna I, make these? Not I making this throw. Sent you the message. Can, can you imagine? Being a pro Imagine. baseball player and throwing the ball back into the home plate on the same arc it came to you at? <laughs> well, that's that's the thing. It's like uh, earlier in that where's series. Where's the cutoff, man? Do you really think oh. the Cubs thought that there was going to be any issue, even if the guy tripped twice? I mean, he's the same left fielder that caught the ball medium deep, not even to the warning track yet, and the Cubs... The Cubs had an average runner on second base tag up and go to third. It wasn't even a close play. Yeah. Like, that's kind of embarrassing. It is. Just just a touch. I did see some people starting to bring up the Chris Davis arm. Oh, that, <laughs> that's, is that that's the not worst a comparison arm? you ever Yeah, want. you don't want to be there. Is that the worst arm? I don't think he's nah. at Chris Davis levels, but, I mean, it's a far cry from where he was. All right, so how about this for embarrassing? Is this embarrassing for one of the cream of the crops in Major League Baseball, the Los Angeles Dodgers? Because <laughs> if you start talking about Chris Davis, we're going to start talking about any guy that ever played high school baseball at a decent level. <laughs> I mean, Chris, Chris, yeah, Chris Davis. All right, is this embarrassing for the L.A.? Well, obviously it's embarrassing for the Dodgers, but the Pittsburgh Pirates continue their, quote, unexpected dominance over the Dodgers. Rowdy, what happened? Yeah, so last night, the Pittsburgh Pirates in L.A. officially completed the sweep of the Los Angeles Dodgers. And to go one further, they've officially ended their series for the year. They played six games. Pirates won five out of six. But the the Brewers play bad teams. They just... just 
own the LA Dodgers, the Pittsburgh Pirates. So the Pirates came in 21 and 27, right? But who do they who, play? Who do they play? Wednesday, last night's, last night's victory <laughs> ensured that the Pirates will finish the campaign with a 5-1 and one record against the Dodgers, the best team in the NL based on their run differential. The Dodgers have outscored teams by 113 runs. And the Pirates just went in there and said, <laughs> losers. <laughs> oh, Where, who do you think you are? That's I am. Nice. <laughs> We're not the losers at 21 and 27. No, 20. no Kuna, you're the losers. No, Kona Sanders. You're wrong. Lay who? They hers. What's that mean for the? I mean, I know baseball, like they play a lot of games and a lot of baseball is a crazy sport. A lot of nut, things that are nuts happen. But Rowdy. You would say that going five and one against the best team, one of the best teams in the in the majors, like the Dodgers, like that's not a coincidence, right? Well, that's- I'm sure if you ask Dodger fans, they'll say, "Oh, well, you know, it was a tough stretch. Maybe it was. Oh, you know, they they didn't take the Pittsburgh Pirates seriously. Yeah, maybe they didn't. Oh, they have Clayton Kershaw on the IL. Yeah, they do. But guess what? <laughs> the Brewers have yeah. Freddie Peralta on the IL. They had Brandon Woodruff on the IL. Adonis they have multiple the relief pitchers on the IL and Gustave and Cousins who were actually pretty good pitchers last year for them. Mm-hmm. And that's not even talking about the offensive players. Okay, so for the off, for the offense for the Dodgers, the Dodgers are 33-17. and 17. Okay, That's the record, one of the best. The best in the NL is what, the Mets at 35-17? and 17. So put this in comparison for the offense for the LA Dodgers. Their run differential, I was just reading, so the Dodgers have outscored teams by 113 runs. The New York Mets, for a point of comparison, have outscored their opponents by a total of 77 runs. That's a huge difference. Yeah. And the Pirates just went on there and said, we're punking you guys. Yeah, and I just want to put this out there, but so far through the month of May, the Brewers are 6-0 and against the Pirates. <laughs> <laughs> but, who, but who do the Brewers play? They don't play anybody. Give me another one of those, Rodney. Me. <laughs> this, just, this just in. Dodger fans... Have hard. I can see a future if somehow the Pirates could just turn this around and have like a miracle major league type season. It's all coming together. <laughs> Dodgers, Dodgers see Pirates in first round of the playoff. Okay, if we see the Pirates <laughs> with a cardboard cutout of their owner and they rip off a bikini piece every or a piece every time to get down to the is the Pirates owner again? I don't even remember. Uh, it's, it's, I, it's not Rachel Phelps. I'll tell you. I don't one. think you're going to want to probably see them in a bikini. It's do you want to do you want to see a guy named Bob Nutting in a bikini? No. I don't know. Well, hey, twenty twenty two, whatever you like. Whatever and so they like. they finished that season series five and one against those Dodgers. Yeah, yeah. and uh, in a plus three run differential. But in one of those games, they the the game they lost, they lost eleven to one. <laughs> Other than that, yeah, it was. But who did the Brewers yeah. play? <laughs> <laughs> Taking care of business, six and zero, six and zero against the uh, Pirates. They are five and five against the Cubs. But remember that first series where they went one and two against the Cubs. They were playing god awful baseball to start the season, yeah. and then they ran into the Cubs where they took two of the first four on that double header on Memorial Day, and then just seemed like they almost ran out of gas. Yeah. But it was a tough road trip where they're playing a ton of different cities, ton of different games, ton of different days. Get to go home now. After playing awfully in the first one, real tough spot to end up having to play four games for the Brewers. You're still five and five against the Chicago Cubs. Take that, take that, take that. Mm.